Hey, 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 welcome to the Pastor Duke podcast coming to you from the Soviet Republic of New York. Hey, glad you chose to join in today. I believe God has given me something that'll be a blessing to you, something that'll help you to connect the dots a little tighter and understand what's going on in our world. But just quick check-in, uh, shout out to, uh, to Mission Point Church where I was saved June 18th, 1972. I just got to preach there this past Sunday in Mansfield, Ohio. And uh, God is doing huge things in that church once again. There was electricity in the auditorium Sunday morning as I returned after 50 years. I'm their missionary uh, to upstate New York, and it was just fabulous to see that what God was doing, he still is. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, my message today I'll call the perfect storm. If I didn't know the Word of God in the end times prophetic scenario, today I would be a bit of a dookie downer listening to the news, both fake and online news sites. It ain't a pretty picture. Most troubling, and of course getting no mainstream media coverage, is the diesel fuel reality looming. I just heard this morning that our nation is down to 20 days reserve of diesel fuel with no fix in sight. <laughs> that kind of un- makes me uncomfortable. I became aware of the crisis at about 40 days uh, alarm, uh, but um, the mainstream media has chosen to kind of keep this quiet. While all the while, the mainstream media focuses on on the escalation of nuclear threats in the Russian-Ukrainian war and the midterm election, I might call insanity, some very grave realities are being ignored. Trust in fair elections is gone for much of the country. If the conservatives win, the liberals, uh, globalists will cry foul, it wasn't fair. And the same will happen the other way. The trust in the election cycle just isn't what it used to be. I find that very sad. It's like a perfect storm is brewing, further complicating the diesel issue. I found out last night that the Mississippi River is so low that barges are getting stuck on sandbars and the tourism river boats are shutting down completely due to low water conditions. It's the most critical time of year for transportation as the fall agricultural harvest of corn, soybeans, primarily wheat throughout our Midwest seem to have lost barge access, which puts costs soaring and forcing it all onto trucks, which there are not nearly the truck capacity to handle it all, and then add the diesel fuel lack uh, thereof, a perfect storm is brewing. We have Lake Mead almost dry, Hoover Dam at under 28% level, and ability to generate electricity soon to be lost unless something significant happens in reference to rain. Both water and power are in serious trouble for the western states because of, of the 
drought conditions, which have gone on now for about 20 years. It's kind of like God might be trying to get our nation's attention, which takes me to the Jesus famous sermon on the Mount where he spelled out global conditions for the end times. I would remind you it's not the end of the world, but the end of the age, the time of Christ's return. This message appears in all of the synoptic gospels, Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21. I'm reading now from Matthew's Gospel 24, verses 3 through 12. Remember the title today, A Perfect Storm. As Jesus sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the world? Now, they were a little confused about that. It's not the end of the world. He's going to come back, set up his kingdom. Thy kingdom come. He'll rule and reign for a thousand years. But they were a little bit in the dark. So listen to what Jesus said the end times conditions would be. Verse 4, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed, be careful, watch out that no man deceive you. Deception will be everywhere. Fake news will be everywhere. Censorship will be everywhere. Verse 5, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Verse 6, and you shall, know, you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. This is not just nations warring with one another to be nations warring from within. And that's exactly what we're seeing. We're seeing kind of the globalist movement in nations and the nationalist rising up against them all over the world. Kingdom against kingdom, nation against nation. There shall be famines. Yeah, that's what we're kind of looking at today. And pestilence, COVID-19, and earthquakes in different places. And all these the beginning of the sorrows then shall they deliver you uh, this is talking um, about believers here who they will afflict you and kill you and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake and uh, hillary clinton called people like me deplorables unredeemables and then shall many be offended and shall be betrayed betray one another and shall hate one another and many false prophets shall arise shall deceive many. You know, the common denominator of the false prophets of the Old Testament was this. They always said everything is good and God is love. Be happy, be be filled, uh, go your merry way. And they never really brought about God's holiness, never mentioned repentance, never mentioned getting right with God. Those are the ancient earmarks of false prophets. And I promise you, nothing has changed concerning the prophets of the last days. Boy, oh boy, doesn't all that Jesus just said kind of sound like a perfect storm. Luke adds the phrase in Luke 21, 25, and upon earth, he said, distress of nations with perplexity. We're going to look at the nations here in just a moment. Jesus framed it up with these words, distress of nations with perplexity. This might be an understatement. Let's look at the nations United States, divided politically, like I've never seen in my lifetime. 9% inflation, they say, I believe it's even higher. $4 per gallon with gas, 
our strategic oil reserve mostly depleted as Biden tried to keep gas prices under $5 per gallon before the midterms. wonder what's going to happen right after the midterms. The Saudi Arabians snuffing Biden as he went over, begging them to increase production. They did the exact opposite. They cut production by 2 million gallons a day to spite uh, America, to spite Biden. There's no respect for our nation left, and, and why should they respect us? Have you noticed food factories mysteriously have burned under the Biden administration? Heating oil and natural gas supplies on red alert. Uh, censorship now rules our mainstream media and social networks. Our FBI, Department of Justice, CIA have been weaponized to silence any voice of opposition to the Biden Democratic agenda. Crime is off the charts with no cash bail and catch and release. Are you kidding me? You wonder why crime is off the charts? Our southern border is wide open. Fentanyl is killing nearly 100,000 Americans each year. I would just remind you that's two times the number of deaths America suffered in all of the Vietnamese conflict back in my day. Human trafficking is epidemic. Our new form of slavery. Our government corruption is off the charts. Pay-to-play book deals. Insider trading. Our schools in chaos, critical race theory, are you kidding me? And sex education, insanity, being fed to our children beginning at age three, even so come Lord Jesus. Teen suicide epidemic, 71 new genders have appeared out of nowhere. From transgenderism now to transhumanism with Yuval Noah Harari leading the way as he is funded by Soros, Gates, Klaus Schwab, and the World's Economic Forum. And with all our American issues, we are still by far the best place to be among the nations. China threatening Taiwan, shooting off missiles, (laughs) showing... uh, displays of power, buying up vast amounts of American farmland. Why would a sane nation allow that even to happen? Huge food shortages in China. Ganges River dried up. Hydroelectric plants shut down. Many factories closed. Groundwater, 30, 30% of their groundwater is so polluted it's not possible to be used for drinking or irrigation That's how bad the pollution is in China today. Of course, our mainstream media brings none of this to our attention. The Communist Chinese Party's real estate Ponzi scheme is collapsing as we speak. The insane fiscal policy of their money printing and cheap loans to teetering weak nations so they could gain control of those nations is now coming back to haunt them. You should Google up Chinese ghost cities, Chinese water issues, Chinese power issues, food supplies. The CCP is dangerous. It is desperate and one of the distressed nations with perplexity. A quick list of inflation numbers elsewhere around the world. Here we go. Turkey, 83.45% inflation. Argentina, 83%. 
collapsing as we speak. Netherlands, 14%. Russia, 13.7%. UK, 10.1%. Germany, 10 Italy, 89 Mexico, 87 US, 86 they say. And no nation is doing well. It's a global pending collapse. Boy, it kind of sounds like James chapter 5. The UK, Theresa May, serves only 44 days as prime minister. Queen Elizabeth is dead after 199 years in on her throne. <laughs> Charles, the new king, is suffering from life-threatening issues. Inflation soaring, facing their... England is facing a cold winter with insufficient resources of natural gas and oil. Food supplies now threatening the populace. Gas prices off the chart. The UK people are furious, and they have reasons to be. What do we have? Distress of nations with perplexity. Germany, worst off of all the European nations, the pipeline is now destroyed. It's not even a possibility of resolving anything with Russia. People are scared. They're cutting down their ancient forests to try to provide some BTUs for a cold winter. People are rioting. People are angry. Merkel is gone. All their green gods, little g gods, are failing them now. Poland wishes now they had not shut down two-thirds of their coal-fired electric plants. They are now uh, the staging ground for NATO's proxy war with Russia. They are now in Russia's crosshairs. The population is revolting against their government and demanding to leave the European Union. Let's look at the EU for a moment. This just surfaced. Ursula von der Leyen, president of the European Commission, had secretly purchased 4 billion doses of the Pfizer COVID vaccine. Sounds like they have some big plans for the future vaccination of the European populace. All the while, the vaccines are proving, number one, ineffective to stop the disease, number two, uh, ineffective to stop the transmission of the disease, and number three, the horrific side effects are now being uncovered. What's up with all this secrecy, one might ask? you got to wonder about the financial kickbacks possible with this kind of backroom dealing James chapter 5, verse 4, warned us that fraud will rule the day in the end times political world. Looks like James wasn't kidding. Agriculture is gravely affected throughout the European Union as two-thirds of the needed fertilizers are now no longer available because they've cut Russia off which is going to cause their food supplies to dwindle and the cost of the food they have to soar. The EU is in big trouble. Mexico is barely a functioning government. Huge parts of the country are controlled by the drug cartels. Their inflation rates are horrible. Food, fuel supply line issues rule their day. Their populace is uh, fearful of what's coming upon them. What do we have in Mexico? Distress of nations with perplexity. Iran, fully in bed with Russia? 
Iranian-built drones devastated parts of Ukraine just weeks ago. Yet both Obama and now Biden sucking up to the Iranian uh, ayatollahs with their nuclear deals, sending pallets of U.S. dollars to the Iranian ayatollahs. So America is funding our enemy all the while, the Iranian people continue to suffer, ride in the streets, wanting uh, to bring about a re- cultural revolution as they suffer in the crossfire of this insane uh, world political situation. Our U.S. foreign policy is absolutely insane, and in a minute, I'm going to show you why. Israel, as always, terrorist attacks continue from Hezbollah, run, who run and own Gaza. Water shortages are acute with the Sea of Galilee very low, always under Iranian nuclear threat. Israel, four times COVID vaccinated, is now suffering exponential mortality rates, all hidden, of course, by the mainstream media. Ukraine, Russia. (laughs) Uh, The misinformation is everywhere. The world's hotspot right now, Zelensky, keeps getting funded by the European Union and United States support with staggering numbers of dollars. Who knows where all the money really goes? The U.S. and NATO clearly baited Putin and Russia into this conflict. The 13 biolabs built mostly with U.S. tax dollars on the Russian border were hidden by the mainstream media, but now it's all out in the open. The neo-Nazi unit called Azov Battalion in the eastern part of Ukraine, which was threatening the Russian-speaking people of eastern Ukraine, that was all hidden from us. Putin eliminated the labs and the neo-Nazi unit very quickly into this war. And peace will not come till the corrupt Zelensky deep state government planted government of Ukraine is removed. (laughs) I can't see an end of that in sight. It's way more of a Putin versus the deep state war than it is Russia versus Ukraine war. The innocent Ukrainian and the innocent Russia, Russian peoples continue to suffer in the crossfire of the Western uh, corruption facing off with the Russian corruption, all of which is the prelude to the big Russian war coming Ezekiel 38, 39, Gog and Magog war where Russia aligned with Iran, Ethiopia, Libya, Turkey will march against the mountains of Israel. Man, oh man, oh man, it is game on. What do we have? Just like Jesus said, distress of nations with perplexity. Then came the mysterious blowing up of the Nord Stream pipeline. No one wanted to step up and own it. Blame Putin as always, but evidence is screaming he had nothing to do with that. Why would he cut his own throat? But Biden promised, it's on film, that he would put an end of the pipeline, as did his Secretary of State, and guess what? It went down. And Europe is facing a long, dark, cold winter. It so saddens me to have such distrust for my own government. I thought these days would never come. 
We wonder how such insanity can abruptly end our own energy independence. Why would we throw open our southern border and let 5 million unvetted illegals into our country? Notice how the blue state sanctuary cities hate it when the illegals are dropped off on their doorsteps. The hypocrisy on the left is immeasurable. We can't fix our own homeless issue and can't care for our veterans, yet we provide every need, even cell phones to all the invaders of our country. We now silence the voice of opposition on the mainstream media, or might I say by the mainstream media, and our social networks, <laughs> except now for Twitter. We got Twitter back, and they are furious about that. If you understand uh, Hitler's time, the Nazi rise to power, Hitler's brown shirts would today be called our Department of Justice, FBI, and CIA. Conservatives are litigated, incarcerated, i.e., the January 6th attenders, all, most of which are still in jail today. Uh, General Michael Flynn, uh, Project Veritas, Mike Lindell, all of Trump's attorneys, Roger Stone, uh, John Corsi, and many of those who confront the globalist administration are being targeted by this present government to silence them, to jail them, to stop them. Totalitarianism is knocking at our American doors. The COVID mask up, social distance, lockdown, vax up or else, I see as a segue into the Antichrist lockdown of the globalist population in Revelation 13 with his infamous mark of the beast, chip in the right hand or in the forehead. The universal digital IDs are coming soon. That all sounded like Star Trek when I first read about that back in 1972, but it's here today. To understand all this insanity, all you got to do is understand this. What did Biden mean when he said, build back better? Or when he said 10 weeks ago, we must lead the way into the new world order. There it is. His view, globalism, is Satan's view the globalist view, the one world government view. We were told about this long ago by Daniel and in the book of Revelation. This explains the insanity of energy dependence upon our avowed enemies, depend upon our enemies when we're sitting on a glut of oil and gas. It's not to make America better, build back better. It's to break us down and bring us into the new world order. That is explains everything. The globalist plans are clearly laid out in the United Nations Agenda 2030. Go to my podcast called the UN Agenda 2030. They spelled it out. It's not a conspiracy. It's what they say they plan to do and how they plan to do it, and we're watching them do it. Thank God there's opposition, and I count myself as part of that opposition, and I'll, I'll proclaim what they're doing with all of my might. I'll pray against them, and God, of course, is the sovereign one. He'll allow them to go so far, it'll be time for Jesus to come and deliver us from this present evil world. I win. We win in Christ no matter what happens. Our, our victory is not in a political movement, in a red wave, or politicians. It's in Jesus, of course. We know that. The Western central banks control the money flow. The globalists control the media, 
most of our colleges, our Department of Education, Big Pharma, all of the Democratic Party, and a good part of the Republican Party, the mainstream media, most social networks, ha, 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 they lost Twitter. They own most universities with their insane antichrist woke agendas. This is who JFK exposed in his final speech before they killed him. This who is who Trump f- has fought four years in office and two more years out of office. This globalist cabal, the new world order, is who Putin is fighting in Ukraine. This is who Xi Jinping is fighting. This is who Islam is fighting. Islam calls the globalist the great Satan, and they're not wrong. Crazy thing is that all of the power blocks politically are expansionistic. Go to my podcast, Northy, Southy, Easty, Westy. They all vie for global dominance. Satan has blinded each of them and controls all of them and will use one to destroy the other till Jesus comes and destroys what's left to destroy the Antichrist, to bind Satan in the bottomless pit, and uh, Jesus will sit on his throne in Jerusalem and rule the world for a thousand years. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Islam would be called the kings of the south coming up against Israel, Daniel 11, Russia the great bear to the north, Ezekiel 38, 39 coming from the north against Israel in the time of the end, China, the, uh, the kings of the east will come. We read about that, Revelation chapter 9, from the east all concluding with Armageddon as they're coming against the West global and globalist antichrist. All of that table is set. It's amazing. We're nearing the end it's all lined up as prophesied. All of them bad guys. Well, who are the good guys? True Christians scattered among all of the corrupt governments. There's good people in Russia, good Jesus followers in China who suffer way more than we do in the North American church. But it's all laid out as our Lord promised it would be. Right now, as we see each prophetic piece falling into place, we point people to Jesus. That's our job as Christians today, uh, pointing people to Jesus, using all this information. Let them know God wrote the Bible. He told the end from the beginning, be you ready for such an hour as you think not the Son of Man cometh. This isn't going to be a political fix. It will be an Advent fix. Jesus will come back and fix it, clean up the world. Normal is not coming back. Jesus is. I love that phrase. I'm going to say it again. Normal ain't coming back. Jesus is. After the rapture of the church, 2 Thessalonians 2, 7 and 8, the Antichrist arises. He lies about what just happened with the rapture. It looks like uh, he seems to be the world's answer man with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in him. He'll look like a good guy. He'll deceive those who are left behind. He'll ride in on a white horse of peace, Revelation 6, uh, Daniel 9, 27. He confirms a peace covenant between Israel and the Palestinian people. God sends 144,000 Jewish witnesses to carry on God's gospel message to the world left behind. Many will be saved, but oh, what a price they will pay. Many will be martyred. In the middle of the tribulation, Antichrist sits in the throne of Jerusalem in the temple of God claiming that he is God. That's when he institutes the global digital ID, the mark of the beast, the 666 we've been reading about seems like forever. He is on the throne of planet Earth, allowed by God, but only for 42 months or three and a half years. 
Islam, the kings of the south, uh, rise up against them. He defends Israel. They hate Israel. They call him the great Satan. They come up against him. They are defeated by God. Russia has pressure on them like never before. They march down against the mountains of Israel. They are destroyed by God. The world is watching. The world says this in Revelation 13. After they watch the kings of the south destroyed, they watch Russia and her allies destroyed. The the nations say, who is able to make war with him? In the book of Revelation, and we're nearing the end now. Antichrist in the middle of the tribulation turns against Israel. As Jesus had warned in Matthew 24, the Jews flee once again into the wilderness where God provides and feeds them all over again till King Jesus returns, his feet touch the Mount of Olives and the sword of his word, riding in on a white horse, wearing a vesture dipped in blood, whose name is called the word of God. Satan is bound in the bottomless pit for a thousand years. The Antichrist and his false prophet are tossed into the lake of fire. Jesus is crowned King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Jesus sets up his glorious kingdom where he rules and reigns for a thousand years. I'll soon do a podcast on the glory of this kingdom, which is coming. So now, Evil men and seducers wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. A perfect storm is brewing. The nations are all aligned. Israel is home. Jerusalem is retaken. The hardware, the software, it's all here and ready to be unleashed upon uh, the Christ-rejecting world. I'm no longer looking for a verse. I'm listening for a voice. No one knows the day or the hour, but we, when we see all these signs come to pass, we know his coming is near. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Ready or not, here he comes. I hope you're ready. Hey, thanks for tuning me in again. Uh, October was a record month for me. I'm so thankful for Tina Griffin putting me on the Cross Culture Mom Show, exposing me to 5.3 million people. And my podcast numbers doubled in October. I'm so thankful for God allowing me, my voice, the voice of prophecy, uh, to, to be an encouragement to you as we wait for the soon return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Look up. We win. Thanks for tuning in. Love you. See you next time. Bye-bye for now.